Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bright Side with Technicia. I am your girl, Technicia, better known as TK. That's right. And today is March the 2nd. Can you believe it? We're already in March the 2nd. February took forever. It was the longest, shortest month ever. So I'm glad March is here, ready to kick it on in, do the spring thing. Yes, time to put on those open-toe shoes. Yes, yes, yes. Honey, but I'm glad to have everybody. Happy Thursday. Because we're almost into the weekend, right, baby? That's right. And what I always say, weekends are for the week. Because we still got to get our grind, though. I don't really like to say that word, but you know what I mean. Got to get our hustle on. Got to get that action plan. Some people say it's too late. It's never too late. Never too late to get your action plan started if you haven't done so right now. Don't forget Affirmation Nation on Facebook, one word. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you've got to go there. It's all about personal development and personal growth. It's in your mind, getting those energy vibes into your system every morning. Every morning, seven days in a row we are on, Monday through Friday at 725 a.m. Eastern Time, Saturday and Sunday at 855 a.m. Eastern Time. Wednesday is our Obsessed with Success calls at 5.15 p.m. every Wednesday. Doesn't get any better than that. Free text messaging that you don't have to even pay for to get free advice on how to live your life every day prosperous. You can't beat that, can you? So if you're out there, if you're going through a little mishap, a little trouble, getting those negative vibes from someone, from your family, friends, community, society, you need to tune in all day, every day. That's right. But anyhow, I have on one of my guests. We're going to welcome to the show. Here I am with me is producer, actor Devin Goodsell. He has a good horror movie that just recently came out, and I'm so excited to have him on. Devin, thank you so much for taking out your time to be on with us. I know you're a busy man. Oh, yes. Thank you, Technisha. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, Devin, not only where you starring in this movie. First of all, I want to just mention when I looked at when I looked at your profile pic, I said you remind me of Jason Thompson, the guy who plays Patrick on General Hospital. You resent with him so much to me. And I'm a fan. I love General <laughs> Hospital. Oh, thank but you. That, that's the, awesome. <laughs> you're so welcome. And just being a fan of General Hospital, mm-hmm. I'm also a big horror fan. I love my horror movies. Grew <laughs> up watching them from Friday thirteenth to Halloween and Freddy. You know, and I still love it. I love anything that's horror, and I'm so glad that you have a horror movie out. But now horror movies are taking a little twist, a little bit of a twist. But your movie, mm, I call it a little trailer of it. it. It sort of resembles some of them, some of the horror movies that I grew up on. So give it to me, Devin. What makes this one, Bornless One, slightly different from the ones that we have already watched that somebody goes to the house, they find a sign, now all of a sudden, we see these horrific events happening. So what makes your movie a difference? 
So yeah, so I think I think uh, first off, uh, what we are trying to do is kind of go back to those genre films and go back to you know the '90s and the '80s of the films and play with the same rules. Um, because let's be honest, like how often do you really see those today? Everyone's trying to go off and take a different direction, and we want to kind of go and, and root it more and 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 the fun of all that. Um, some of the the things I think that makes us unique and a little bit different is the cast is a little bit older. We don't have teenagers going off into you know into a woods and, and getting slaughtered, and the rules don't really apply the same way. People aren't you know having sex to be the first to die and all that fun stuff. So it's it's uh, yeah. we we're playing with a lot more fun here. Um, and we also have as I mentioned an older cast, which makes it. Uh, which kind of roots it in a little bit more realism and everyone is dealing with their own problems. And we have a lot of the backstory based on some of the fears of these individuals and how those fears kind of uh, are used against them in the storyline. So that's some of the fun and uniqueness of it. Oh, okay. And you're right. Because we all know Jason, all Jason clips, someone, they have, they don't become, they either a version and they have sex and then they get killed off. It always be that same little scenario in most horror movies. <laughs> so, yes. So, what what gave you the idea to even do this horror movie? Where did the title come in at? So, um, I mean, what actually gave uh, us the idea was we were, we honestly just had a film location. And being an independent uh, producer, you kind of start off with, with the bare minimum of what you have. And the buddy of mine came to us and said that we had a um, a house available to film at. And so at that point in time, I thought of, uh, I, I wanted to make a film. And so I got uh, Alex on board um, because I worked with him previously um, in a short film. And he had just an amazing eye and a great direction uh, for, for films. And or more specifically for horror films. And so I brought him in and we all talked and we ended up losing that original house. But we kind of uh, but in that discussion, him and I uh, decided that if he wrote the script, I would produce the movie. And he actually wrote the script. So then everything kind of went from there. Okay. now, was it hard to get this idea out knowing that we have so many horror movies or was it kind of like a. Quick wraps, okay. I like this idea. Let's go ahead and shoot now. Well, I think it was uh, one of the things where him, him and I, uh, when we started making, uh, when he started writing the script, um, he sent me over the first 15 pages, and I gave it a, re- uh, a read, and it was the, the grabber sequence that is in the film. And I just love the concept. I love uh, demon-based films um, because there's kind of that element of the supernatural that, that we always tend to, it still spooks us. You know, I mean, when you watch a film and it's, you know, some uh, CGI version of, a, of, of an alien or, or of a monster, it, it kind of takes you away. But I think when it's demons that, that aren't ever really exposed, it's, it's kind of something that's more internal. And so when I read that, it, it, it felt like a lot of fun. And it kind of gave me um, a feeling of what I used to watch as a kid. And so that's where I decided, like, okay, we got to do this. We got to keep moving forward. And uh, I think that's just the way it launched. Right. And it feels good to go back just to get those chills up and down your back when you don't even know what's going to happen in the movie, man. I'm so excited. Cause <laughs> even the trailer even had me. I'm like, okay, you're looking at this time. What's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? And you have some great actors in there. How did you end up getting in touch with them and, and letting them know, hey, I'm having this movie. What was the connection? <laughs> 
So, so that's the fun. I mean, we, we uh, did uh, basically cast the film in L.A. So we had, you know, hundreds of submissions, uh, if not like even in the thousands for each one of the roles. And uh, we just uh, went through the typical casting process of uh, watching everyone's video or having them come in and, and, and do the process for us, the auditioning process. And uh, got to hand select uh, some of the, or actually pretty much everyone that we had in the cast. And so we were very lucky to uh, to find the people because I feel like they, they filled the role perfectly, and I couldn't imagine anyone else for it. I, I know you got to have that great connection. Now, when you were first getting started out into the industry, Devin, did you envision that you would work in horror a lot? <laughs> no, actually, I mean it's one of those things that you know it's a guilty pleasure, but I didn't envision it. Um, and uh, it, it's one of those things where uh, you, you kind of hear like a lot of people get their start um, often in horror films, and uh, it's because it's it's somewhat of an easier genre to to tackle because it's a little bit more forgiving sometimes, and it's not as uh, critic uh, heavy as is drama. But um, I think it's it's one of the most fun because I mean you go on set and you you have this atmosphere here that you're going to do some crazy stuff, and uh, and yeah. <laughs> Right, I can imagine. So tell us, Devin, what is it like, what are some of the challenges in being the producer as well as acting? Like, are there any difficulties in that situation whatsoever? Uh, I mean, obviously. I, to me, it's a lot of fun because um, acting there, I mean, whether or not people admit to it, there is a lot of waiting around on set. And when you're juggling the producer and acting uh, hats, you get to uh, when when typically the actor would go off and kind of prepare for the next scene. I got to also uh, go off and make sure that the the set was still going on and ask questions and see how everything was going and also you know be able to stand and, and watch you know the takes as they were to go through and um, all all that fun stuff. But I mean it's it's one of those those things where you kind of just take hats on and off. Um, so you know pre-production you're trying to get the staff together, trying to arrange the money, trying to get all the paperwork done. And then once you roll into production, I actually worked with a great line producer, uh, Marietta Volenska, and she was able to handle a lot of the really trying things uh, on set and, and take care of that. Um, and it would just need, you know, my attention for, for minor things here and there. Um, and then, you know, post-production, you take off the hat of acting again and you put back on the hat of producing and, and get to play with the movie uh, in, in post so um, I, it, there is challenges involved, but I, I think uh, when you have a great team, it makes it quite easy and seamless. Exactly, I agree. It takes teamwork, no I in team whatsoever, but everybody has to be on point. So speaking exactly. of post-production, what's your, pro- what's your um, process and pre-production? Is everything storyboard beforehand? <laughs> You know, it's it's funny. We we did we did uh, do some storyboarding. Um, I know the uh, DP uh, Igor and Alex uh, sat down and uh, did do a lot of storyboarding and talk about it. But uh, I think uh, when they got into the house itself, you know, a lot of that gets kind of thrown out. And especially with the chaos on set, a lot of it just isn't used. But I think that that sort of pr- uh, pre-production, that planning, does does definitely um, help out significantly because. When you when you land on set, um, you have a set amount of hours that you can work each day. I tell people either a first start getting pissed off or demand more money, so <laughs> you can't you can't keep them forever. And um, 
um, so so you have to go through these these shots pretty quickly and these arrangements pretty quickly. And so a lot of it, yeah, we didn't really do a, a ton of storyboarding, but uh, that actually got utilized on set. But um, but it, it was quite effective to to have an understanding of what each scene would kind of be set up as. Um, some of the other pre-production -produ uh, processes is uh, just hiring the, the the staff that's going to be on set. Um, basically, everything from caterers and uh, you know to to um, to grips to you know anyone in the electric department, et cetera. Um, and then also the casting process, which is which is really big, um, and finding you know the cast that's going to work with the script, and um, and then just finishing off the script itself, polishing it, getting it to that point where you think it's it's uh, production worthy. Oh man, the work, but the outcome. It's well deserved. Once you put in the work, you get the outcome, and it'll be real good. Now, <laughs> you started this company off, the Black Drone, but that company was actually originally started for a web series. Let's talk a little bit about that, Devin. How did it come all about? Yeah, it's, it's kind of a, a, a something I failed at, in all honesty. Uh, so so the, the company actually was started for a web series a long time ago. Um, the web series was the kind of codenamed Program PC. And I started off with a, with a buddy of mine, and we wrote it, and we actually filmed quite a bit of it. But at the end, it just, it just didn't come together. It didn't work out. And it was something that was very hard to do, but I had to pull the plug and say, you know, this just isn't worth uh, producing. And I learned so much in that process because as – uh, you might know or anyone else might know when you fail uh, those lessons tend to uh, be the biggest lessons that you'll ever learn and so I didn't want to roll into that again and so I started doing uh, short films um, and it wasn't in the same genre so so Black Drone uh, was kind of off of the uh, like I, I like the uh, George Orwellian idea of like you know black helicopters or uh, any of those conspiracy theory things of like the, you know, the, the government watching you or, you know, big brother watching you. Um, and so I, that was what the, um, the uh, web series was about. And then I started uh, working off of, uh, with, a, with a couple other directors and writers uh, for short films to try to, I guess, overcome the lessons learned in the web series. And uh, I felt like I, I did a pretty good uh, job of that because uh, one of the shorts ended up in the Tribeca Film Festival um, and did pretty well there, and and then uh, had the opportunity to uh, work with Alex and get Born with Ones made. Oh, cool! See all this brains out there, creativity, and you. I don't think money or nothing else in the world could really bring out that creativity if you're not really true with it. People, you got to really see yeah. the trailer. It's really, I mean, it's it's awesome, but. Devin, when you did it, were you doing more on location or were you more in the studio doing your doing the production? Oh, so uh, yeah, um, all all of it was on location. We actually filmed at this small little town called uh, Pine Mountain Club, uh, which is about two hours north of uh, Los Angeles. And uh, yeah, that was. I mean, the house that you see like out front is the house that's inside. Um, in in the movie, and uh, and we rented a few more houses up there to to house the uh, the crew and the cast, and uh, it was a lot of fun. We actually like I think we spent about a total of two and a half weeks up there all together. So we kind of ended up being like a big family, which was really nice. Okay, now when it well, when it comes down to it, what most interests you 
about this movie altogether? Um, I the thing that really draws me is the fact that um, we all have these um, these fears inside of us and these thoughts inside of us that like are kind of our inner demons. And I think this is what the biggest like concept is around the film is like what is an inner demon and what is the you know the the the, the, the realities of it if manifested. Um, and so well, let me go back into like a little bit of the, the symbology of the film and the, the mythology behind it. So um, it, the, the original title was actually uh, uh, titled Goetia, uh, which is based on this, this, this book uh, known as like the Lesser King of the Solomon, um, which is uh, old uh, folklore demonology. And um, the, the Goetia is kind of this invocation ritual for bringing back uh, or bringing spirits into this world. Um, and uh, it's based on 72 uh, demons. And these 72 demons basically have properties to, you know, heal or to do other types of uh, mystical behavior. And, they, and when I was looking into it, they all kind of represent a, a piece of the human psyche in a sense. And so um, in the incorporation of the, the storyline is these different elements of like the human psyche are, are, are being played with in each one of the characters. You know, there's, there's lust or there's, there's guilt or there's uh, other aspects of, of each one of these characters. And this is what really gets to them in the film. And this is how the demons um, are able to, to kind of um, entrance each one of these characters and then eventually overcome them. Uh, and so that's what's most fascinating with me because I feel like that relates so much in the real world. You know, I mean, obviously not at the heightened stakes that this film has it in, but in, in real world, we're all dealing with our inner demons and we're all, you know, have every one of these feelings that we're constantly kind of trudging through each day. And I, I, that's actually what kind of uh, it gets me the most about the film is it's kind of rooted in, even though it just takes a, like, a massive uh, symbology and, and kind of heightens the reality of it. it. We all kind of deal with this on an everyday basis that, you know, can impact our lives just as great. Yeah, that's why, that's why we get in tune with these movies, not just because of the scare tactic, but somewhere in relation to it all, it has a little bit to do with the part of our life. And, and like I said, we, Grew up on those. So if you were an 80s baby, you grew up on it. And the father back, Hitch, Alfred Hitchcock. So I have to commend you guys. <laughs> I even have to commend them because years ago, no technology was around like is this today. You didn't have yeah. iPhones. You didn't have the, the uh, what's that, CM, CMG, CNG, if I said that right. Which one? Oh, oh my professor would be oh, so upset. Oh, CGI. Would be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, CGI. Is that what you're referring to? You know better <laughs> yeah. than that now. You took film class. Get yourself together. <laughs> was there was there any one sequence in the Bornless One that was harder to pull off than anything else? Um, I would say, I mean, from it depends from like a technical level or from a acting level or because I mean the our our ending sequence. Uh, I think we had something like um, which is the the well, ending scene in the movie. From I would probably say from the technical level, and then maybe we, yeah. uh, maybe we could talk about from the acting level as well. Cool, cool, cool. So yeah, from a technical level, the ending scene in the movie um, is is one of the the ones that we had. I think a day left to basically shoot the whole thing, 
And um, when, when you're filming a movie, you uh, have a lot of different setups. Every time the camera angle changes, you're pretty much doing a new setup, which consists of relighting and, you know, getting everyone in place and, and you know, uh, kind of redoing that scene. And so that last scene, I think, had something like uh, when, when you're actually filming, you basically letter each, uh, each camera angle or each shot. Um, and so you'll start with like, you know, A and go all the way to, you know, whatever it might be. But in this particular scene, we ended up uh, like exhausting the alphabet and having to go, I think it was like something like A, C or A, D or. <laughs> so we had something on the range of like 30 different setups for that particular scene that we had to shoot in a single day, which was incredibly trying um, and, and very much rushing. Um, but we actually ended up uh, pulling it off pretty damn well, uh, considering how, the, the time constraints that we had and the setups and makeup and everything that we were juggling all in one. Cause it's, you know, you have heavy gore and that, that stuff you have, you know, a lot of things that are happening all at once. And so that, that was probably the, one of the most challenging days I would say um, from an, an acting perspective um, as uh, I'm, I'm not sure. Have you actually, have you seen the entire film or was it just based off the trailer? Um, just based on the trailer and, Okay, cool. Because I'm, I'm, I actually want to see it because I know it just recently just came out like probably around about the second week of February or third week. But yeah, based on the yeah. trailer, that's what I was facing off of. <laughs> cool. No worries. No worries. Um, well, okay. So there, there is a scene where I basically, I think it's in the trailer as well, um, where I get, I, I have a needle in my eye. And, um, and so uh, while being on, on set and having this, uh, this, this, this prosthetic uh, covering up one of my eyes and this needle protruding out of it uh, is quite a scary thing, um, especially when you're walking around and, you know, you don't want anyone to bump into you or anything of that sort. Um, so that, that was one thing that was a bit challenging. Um, and then also just the uh, the aspect of the I mean makeup is is in general challenging because you're you're one covered in blood and then two these clothes that you you've worn for you know uh, a day or two now end up being you know seven days old and crusty uh, with dried you know um, corn starchy blood stuff <laughs> or corn syrupy blood stuff so they have to come around to you and like spray you with water bottles and it starts sticking to your skin and it's just disgusting um and then um i think uh the there was actually one particular scene that was that was uh just uh, a difficult day um which was in the bathroom and once again it still had to do with a uh, needle uh, in my eye and, and just various things and and the setup was very very close with the camera um but um yeah i mean uh, margaret and i uh, worked it off really well and i i think it, it all it all worked out very good um, but yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of anything else that was pretty challenging, but I mean, overall, when you're on set and just doing this stuff, even though it, it is a little bit, uh, exhausting or challenging, it's, it's a lot of fun and you're there with people who, you know, are all in it with you and doing it together. And, and I think that creates the, the change in the dynamic of, of, of the challenge and it just makes it more fun than anything else. Right. But I think that's the thing about filming. The hardest things are the little things you really don't expect, and it all comes in detail with the movie. Now, Devin, I have read and heard of some directors and producers saying that sometimes it's impossible to shoot um, sequentially. Do you feel mm -hmm. that way, especially in making this movie? 
Um, it, we actually did a lot of it in in order. Um, now, I mean, there was a few things here and there, and and you try to specifically with uh, horror films because one, you don't know how blood's going to splatter or how things are going to look for continuity. And so, um, with that being said, we we tried to um, do quite a few things in order. I mean, but I mean, in all honesty, the uh, the beginning sequence with like the driving of the car and all that stuff that's actually shot after everything that occurred. But uh, for the most part, it, it was like uh, once things started happening uh, for makeup purposes, it was pretty close to in order. Okay, and I guess to me, I, I feel that some directors, they must think it really helps the film. I, I consider you very, very lucky if you can do it sequentially because I, I heard it's no joke trying to actually and, – and it, to me <laughs> – I guess you got on on the economical side. You you have to think about the money wise because is it more expensive to sh- shoot sequentially? It, it it all depends on the way that the script is formatted. Um, so if you have if you have any like uh, for instance if you're if you have a movie where you have a set of characters who are going to be at a location in the beginning of the film and at the same location at the end of the film, it wouldn't make any sense to uh, book that place twice if it's going to be, you know, like a, a five-minute clip at that particular location. So a lot of the times uh, what, what happens is locations dictate, uh, the, like, what's going to be in order or, you know, what, how often you're going to shoot that particular scene. If you have the location booked, then you don't want to, you know, just waste the time because um, you'll be running that location for the day. Uh, so, so that's a, a large driving factor. Another driving factor is whether or not you can get cast um, on those particular days. Or so, if you have, let's say, an expensive uh, cast member who is going to be there for three days, or two days, or one day, you want to utilize him as much as possible for those days, especially if he's going to be scattered throughout the script. So, it really comes down to how the script's written and the locations to cast and what you have available on hand. And that's that's where you try to uh, to optimize for all those. Uh, variables. Right. Now, as far as you, you do movies, but do you get out to the movies much? Do you get that free time to watch what's out now? <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I, I do I do uh, still go out and watch a lot of movies. Um, not uh, Lately, actually, I've been on a documentary kick, but, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, lucky thing is, like, with the uh, Screen Actors Guild, you, you get access to a lot of films. Um, thankfully, um, and and that, that also incentivizes me. <laughs> right, because I'm hearing of the new movie um, Get Out, supposed to be more of a horror, has a little skit of yeah. comedy in it, but really they say um, horror and comedy really ties in together. It's just a different way of how you bring the action and the plot scenes out, but both of them are on the same level. Yeah, is is that the um, – I'm trying to remember because I also heard about another new horror film that I was pretty excited to see, uh, which is the one that has a racial uh, – that, that's basically like racial tension in, in, the, in the film itself, and that's kind of both on the genre of horror uh, that a lot of people are talking about. Are you familiar with that one? Is that, it, is that what that one is? No, it could it could probably be on the – it could probably be the same um, because I caught a glimpse of the interview. I forgot which show it was. I think it was – Live with Kelly, one of the shows, and I was looking at directing. and they were talking about the movie Get Out. Like, wow, another another horror movie. But I always would stick with my classics, true enough. The only thing I never really was fond of when they do the remakes on the classics, like when they did Halloween and they tried to 
do the recap of how Michael Myers became the way he was. I was like, what is this? First of all, you made him run too fast. Michael was never fast. He wasn't even tall. <laughs> I was like, where did this guy come from? Like, I, yeah. I, I think if you're going to touch if you're gonna touch a classic, make sure it still has that little same scenario. <laughs> We're not used to Michael being big. I wasn't used to him having all that hair. I know he's supposed to be in the psycho war, but I was like, you had to make him that tall. I'm sure the guy who ever played his part probably was tall, but he didn't appear tall in the movies. But they, they <laughs> to me, I was like, leave it alone. No more Michael. I think yeah. he did twice. It was Ashes 2 remakes. I was like, no, no, I, I accepted the first one. Now you went and did it again. No, don't do it no more. Although, although they, did, they did do some good remakes. I think I think a couple of good remakes, in my opinion, were uh, one was Texas Chainsaw, and it was the early two thousand one. Yeah. They did that was a really good remake, and I think the the last Evil Dead was actually so. a really good remake as well. So it it does come by. It's just rare. Yeah. It is is incredible. Yeah, some rare, of the classics yeah, are you're, good. You're right. Yeah, some of the remakes are good. Because <laughs> the first time they uh, first Texas Chainsaw, they kind of had him with the old one. They kind of had him all over the place. I was like, okay, I'm standing in there. But yeah. It was, and and for most people, it was it was supposed to be inspired by a a true story that was never actually true the way they made it look like in the film because the guy he wasn't the way they way, way it appeared he was it was totally different the original guy because I went back and I did a little bit of the research I was like oh okay he didn't really do all that like they portray in the movie so it wasn't really based off a true story but yeah I loved yeah. the remake on Texas Chainsaw. Um, how many they did on yeah. that one? About how many we did? About three, two, three. Uh, I think there was a uh, couple more, um, or, or there there was one that was supposed to be released. And I don't know if it ever got released, or if something is up in the air right now. I can't remember the whole story behind that. Right, because I think um, uh, oh, what's her name? Um, oh, she played um, Brenda, Brent, who played as Brenda Jones, Renee Zellwinger. She played in one mm-hmm. of the originals. Oh, boy, I think they all had so many remakes on Texas Chainsaw. I, I can't keep up with them, but um, <laughs> I think the last one, Jessica Albee. Jessica Albee, I loved, I liked that one. Yeah, that was real good. The last yeah. one that they actually did make. Yeah. Some of the remakes are good. Halloween, I didn't too much care for. They, um, And I think they did another one with Freddy, Freddy and Jason. I, 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 I oh, yeah, liked that those one a little ones. bit. What they had them first to each other. I was like, that was pretty cool. Um, if they could have, yeah. well, Michael, I, no, they couldn't, no, Michael, it wouldn't be no good, because Michael never talked, he never talked, so it would have been, it would have been, <laughs> it would have been useless, but Michael with Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. was the best, because I always used to want, I'm like, hey, Michael, catch up, why don't you all the way back there, 20 miles back there, and all of a sudden, you up here in five minutes, come on now, come on, Michael, stop playing, <laughs> come on, <laughs> But, yeah, but that's, 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 the, beauty, we that's get the beauty of, like, the, yeah, that's the beauty of the 84 films. So they just defied, like, the reality in all sense, and you're like, wait, what? But at the same time, that's what makes it campy and fun. Right. So I, I, I like it. <laughs> I did, too. Because back then, when you watched it, you count down the set, and you get, oh, it's like, wait a minute. Jason, you was all the way back then. Now, how the world you get all the way over here all of a sudden? Now you in my face. I don't understand that. Then the little music. Yeah, and I actually watched the uh, <laughs> a biography on it. Supposed to, I think it's supposed to be um, the music supposed to be kill, 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 kill when you actually listen to it. Um, so oh, really? It's very interesting. Um, oh, that's funny. I yeah, they had a one. documentary. Yeah, huh. they did. They did a documentary on um, Devin on all the actors who actually played and Jason and 
the last part um, of the documentary was talking about maybe having all the survivors of Friday the 13th to come back and do a movie. And I'm like, that probably would be, it probably would be good, but they would definitely have to give it a good plot scene because Jason Post had died years ago. So I'm trying to figure out how would you actually spend that if they ever was to come off to have all the survivors because they're supposed to be dead. Like, I I don't know if that would be a good take, (laughs) but hey, if they ever come up with it, I'm down as long as it's a good scene. Or they could just do a complete reboot and just have a cameo cast. Yeah, exactly. But before we mm-hmm. um, before we leave, Devin, are there any upcoming projects that you want to mention about, or we expect any other thrillers? Um, well, actually, a lot of things that we have right now are in development, and as I mentioned before, a lot of the names change, unfortunately. So, um, I am I am working actually on the documentary that has to do a lot with like artificial intelligence and automation, and then uh, Alex and I are also working on another project that has to do with um, it's kind of like a cross between uh, uh, Buried and some home invasion movies in that sense, and uh, it, it actually stars a strong uh, uh, female protagonist. Um, that we found uh, written, uh, we found this, this very fascinating story where a, a person was uh, locked in a in a trunk of their car and and basically ended up dying. And this is this is real life. I think it was a out in Oregon or something. And it it and it's modern. It's not old. So like to think that someone could could uh, basically and the captor was actually driving this person for a while and she had cell phone in her car and all this stuff. So. Just this this idea was something that that really resonated with us, and uh, especially in like the modern age and what that means for society. Um, so these are these are a couple of projects that we're essentially trying to uh, to to tackle and uh, see if we can do anything really cool with. Okay, well that sounds that definitely sounds interesting. I can't wait to actually see those and have you back on the show to discuss about those. Uh, what advice yeah, would, love to. would you give to someone? Oh, thank you. What advice would you probably give to someone who's trying to get out here in the industry and get a job in Hollywood? <laughs> uh, keep trying. It's 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 a very very saturated uh, industry when you when you're out there, especially in in Los Angeles. Um, but it's it really comes down to you don't know who like where people are going to come from and who people are. Like when I met Alex, I met him at a you know. Uh, a casting session for uh, a student film and the fact that we now made a, a movie like I would have never predicted that when just meeting him first in there um, but it's it's just being creative um, not afraid of rejection and continuing to to learn and improve on yourself and just put yourself out there you know don't don't be afraid to get on any project that you can make friends with everyone that you can and and uh, just try to keep uh, pushing projects as much as possible because, you know, the people that work are the people that actually make work for, for themselves. i say well said on that. Devin is telling the basically that's the whole thing about it. You have to just keep trying. If you, if you give up, get back on up. That's what makes the world. Yeah. That's what makes people successful. It's not, it's not the ones who never, ever try it. The ones who never try it, I wouldn't even. I would not waste my time listening to them. If you, <laughs> if they say they never fail, you need to go the other direction, left or right. Because no point in talking, talking to them. But exactly, basically, just getting exactly. the job and done. I, getting the job done. You have to be consistent. Get out there. That's anything that you want to put your mind to. You have to be consistent. And, and as I said before, in the beginning of my show, have that action plan together. 
You can have a vision. It's nothing wrong with the dreaming, but it's a problem if you don't put action to it. You can sit there and say, I want that five-bedroom house, but if you're not going to put action to get in that five-bedroom house, mm-hmm. that's all it's going to be. It's going to be a five-bedroom house sitting there waiting on someone else to get the opportunity. So get out there and, and get get the crack-a-lacking, as I say to people. Get the crack-a-lacking. But, Devin, I appreciate you for being on this show and sharing And I hope everybody go out. It's, the movie's already out, Bornless Ones. So please go out, check it out. Kudos. Hey, give thumbs up. Make sure that you do that because we want to support all our future directors and producers out here because it's a, not a not an easy job. That's what I was trying to say. It's not an easy job trying to get your movie out there and the thoughts and the critics and everything. So please go check out my boy Devin Goodsell. We expected so much from you, Devin, and we're gonna hope for you to be back on this show again. Really, I do appreciate you. Thank you so much, Technique. I really appreciate it. You are so welcome. But we're not done with the show just yet, baby. I want you to make sure that you stay tuned and stay on because we got a little bit more time on the bright side with Technicia, baby. Thought it was over? Not yet. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Blog Talk Radio, baby. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to ditch the car and start rollerblading to work. I look ridiculous. You look ridiculous! You don't need to start foraging wild berries. I'm skeptical, but these are actually pretty good. You don't need to sell your organs on the black market. Lie back. This is going to hurt. Yeah, that hurts. You don't need to rent out your apartment to drifters. I made a fire with the wood in your bedroom. That's my dresser! And your closet door. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell all your belongings and live in a commune. These dungarees belong to all of us now, Tom. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Well, we're not done, baby. This show is not over till 1 o'clock. So we're going to hit you with a little juju on that beat because all the children go wild off this time, even my daughter. Do that one dance, baby. That, that one dance. Yeah. Oh, you don't know how to do that? Baby, do it for your grandma. Come on. I'm old and I'm trying to learn it. Well, yeah, do it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Walked in this party and these girls looking at me. Skinny jeans on and you know my head and Hey, 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 okay, okay. I want y'all to do this dance now. Juju on that beat. Juju on that beat. Juju on that, juju on that, juju on that beat. Now slide, chop, hit the phone, don't stop. Hey, don't stop. Hey, don't stop. Hey, run a man on that beat. Run a man on that beat. Lego, 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 hey, 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 
Okay, yeah. we knocking and bucking and ready to fight. I got my cousin, he with me, and got his A on the right. And I'm a Detroit baby, and I don't know nothing else besides drinking and having parties and having some fun. I say, look in the mirror, what you expect me to do? I see a 300S and got the blacked out rim. I mean, I like your style. I'm on a whole nother level. If you compare me and you, there wouldn't be no comparison. Juju on that beat. Juju on that beat.
my man hasn't been home in about 24 hours. I'm, I'm a little concerned. Has this ever happened before? No, no. Have you both been fighting lately? No, of course not. We never fight. You think he's having an affair? No, no, he loves me. He, he would never do that. Well, it's too early to file a missing persons report. Oh, okay. So what would you like me to do? We'll give it another day. Okay. Thank you so much. I really appreciate everything. Thank you. Bye, guys.
you know, young rich niggas, you know, so we ain't really never had no old money, we got a whole lot of new money though, <laughs> hey! Raindrops, drop top, drop top, smoking no cooking the hot box. Cooking, fucking on your bitch, yeah, dot dot dot. Cooking up dope in the crock pot pot. We came from nothing to something, nigga. Hey. I don't try nobody grit the trick, nobody. Call up the gang and they come and get janked. Cry me a river, give you a tissue. Bad and bullshit, bad. Cooking up dope with a Uzi. Bah. My niggas are savage, ruthless. Savage. We got thudders and hundred rounds too. Bah. My bitch is bad and bullshit, bad. Cooking up dope with a Uzi. Dope. My niggas are savage, ruthless. Hey. We got thudders and hundred rounds too. Bah. All set. Woo, 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 woo. Records on records, got backers on backers. I'm riding around in a cool, cool. I take your bit right from you, you. Bitch, I'm a dog. Woo. Be down her walls. Loose. Hey. Hop in the fall. Woo. Skirt. I tell that bitch to come comfort me. Comfort me. I swear these niggas is under me. Hey. The hate and the devil keep jumping me. Jumping me. Back rows on me, keep me company. Cash. Hey, we did the most, most. Yeah. Pull up and goes. Yeah, my diamonds a choker. Bah. Holding up, I with no holster. Bah. Read the ruler, diamond cooler. Cooler. This a roller, not a mula. Hey. Dabbing on them like the usual. Damn. Magic with the brick do voodoo. Magic. Court side with a bad bitch. bitch. Then I send the bitch through Uber. Go. I'm young and rich and plus I'm bougie. Hey. I'm not stupid, so I keep the oozes. Rackets on records, get back as I'm back at so my money making my back. Ah. You niggas got a low act rate. Act. We from the north, yeah, that way. No. Fat cookie blunt in the ashtray. Cookie. Two bitches just now. No smash Hop in the limb, have a drag race. I let them burst take a bath bag. Raindrop, drop top, drop top. Smoking, no cooking the hot box. Fucking on your bitch, yeah, dot dot dot. Cooking up dope in the crock pot pot. We came from nothing to something, nigga. I don't try nobody grit the trick. Nobody call up the gang and they come and get janked. Cry me a river, give you a tissue. Bad and bullshit, bad. Cooking up dope with a Uzi. My niggas are savage, ruthless. We got thudders and hundred rounds too. My bitch is bad and bullshit. Cooking up dope with a Uzi. Dope. My niggas are savage, ruthless. Hey. We got thudders and hundred rounds too. Hold, fold, dropping muddy out of space. Kid, cut, introduce me to your bitch's wifey. And we know she slept. Broke a brick down, nutty, buddy. Now that nigga dutty. Don't move too fast, I might shoot you. Huh? Draco, bad and bougie. I'm always hanging with shooters. Might be posted somewhere secluded. Still be playing with pots and pans. Call me Quavo Ratatouille. Run with that set, call me boobies. When I'm on stage, show me boobies. Hey. Ice on my neck on the coolest. How about the suicide with the ooze? I pull up, I pull up, I pull up, I hop out with all of the drugs and the good luck. I'm cooking, I'm cooking, I'm whipping, I'm whipping into it. Rock up, let it lock up. I gave her 10 racks. I told her go shopping and spend it all at the pop-up. Damn. These bitches, they fucking so dick and they busting for Instagram. Get your clout up. Uh, yeah, that way. Yeah. Float on the track like a Segway. Yeah, that way. Yeah, I used to trap by the subway. Trap, trap. Yeah, that way. Go. Young nigga trap with the AK. Uh. Yeah, that way. Yeah. Big Dico, get it though, Macy. Hey. Raindrop, drop top, drop top, smoking, no cooking the hot box. Fucking on your bitch, yeah, dot, dot, dot. Cooking up dope in the crock pot pot. We came from nothing to something, nigga. Hey. I don't try nobody to grit the trick, nobody. Call up the gang and they come and get janked. Cry me a river, give you a tissue. Bad and bullshit, bad. Cooking up dope with a Uzi. My niggas are savage, ruthless. We got thudders and hundred rounds too. My bitch is bad and bullshit, bad. Cooking up dope with a Uzi. My niggas are savage, ruthless. We got thudders and hundred rounds too. Watching, I swear to God, they be my clones. Yeah, hey, huh? 
Switching my hoes like my flows. Switching my flows like my clothes. Keep on shooting that gun, no reload. Ooh, ooh. Now she won't fuck with my crew. Cause the money come all out the roof. Try to robbery that bitch, I no rules. Wait, what kind of robbery? 458. All of these niggas, they hate. They hate. Try to hide you through the gate. Look, go to strip club, make it rain. Yeah, so much money, they use race. Count a hundred thousand in your face. Yeah, then put three hundred right in a safe. Met her today. Yeah, she talked to me like she knew me. Yeah, go to sleep in a jacuzzi. Yeah, waking up right to a two piece. Yeah, counting that paper like loose leaf. Yeah, getting that chicken with blue cheese. Yeah, boy, you so fit like my collar. You snake, and I swear to God, that be that Gucci. And you know we winning. Yeah, we is not losing. Try play your song, it ain't move me. So y'all girl wants that she choosing. Yeah. Raindrop. Right. Drop top. Drop top. Smoking, no cooking, the hot box. Fucking on your bitch, she a dot dot. Yeah. Cooking up dope in the crock pot. We came from nothing to something, nigga. Hey. I don't try nobody to grit the trigger. Nobody yeah. call up the gang and they come and get you. Cry me a river, give you a tissue. Bad and bullshit. Bad. Cooking up dope with a ooze. My niggas are savage, ruthless. We got thudders and hunter round two. My bitch is bad and bullshit. Bad. Cooking up dope with a ooze. My niggas are savage, ruthless. Yeah. We got thudders and hunter round two. Yeah. They coming in and out, in and out, in and out. Truck spot, booming. Got the money coming in, it ain't no issues. I just fucked the rapper, bitch, I should've did show. Got the Mac 11 cocky, got the kick too. Serving nigga like no easy in my house shoes. The baby mama fucked me better when the rent's due. I just fucked the rapper, bitch, I should've did shoot. She suck my dick, she can't hold my face, she can't shoot. Treat me like I'm alcohol, nigga, fuck you. Shine got Illuminati, nigga, fuck you. I put a middle finger up because fuck you. This money got me geeking up, nigga, fuck you. Red bottle with the fur like Frank Loose.
Black May. I just put a rapper bitch on gang. I be smoking rapper weed with my gang. I just slam dunk your bitch, Hall of Fame. Got the money coming in, it ain't no issue. I just fuck a rapper bitch, I shouldn't diss you. Got the Mac 11 crock and got the kick too. Serving nigga like no easy in my house too. Your baby mama fuck me better when the rest do. I just fuck a rapper bitch, I shouldn't diss you. She suck my dick, she can't hold my face, she kiss you. I fuck this R&B bitch, I should thank you. Yeah. Nigga, put your loud ass, bruh. Yo, what's going on, man? What's up, bro? The I big Frank dog. I know you been tripping, bro. I just got this little goddamn hole with me, bro. Let me get a grind like quick smoke that hole out. Oh, great. Hey, yo, get your ass out of here. Get that nigga ass up out of here, man. Nigga, talk about here on the ground. Why do you want a Grammy? <laughs> <laughs> Why you tripping? You look bad, man. I'm good, boy. Yeah, goddamn fool. I can't do that with no goddamn $10, man. Get your ass on out of here, man. Yeah, get out of here. Come on, come on down. Grind, nigga. That candy money, nigga. I'll grind. I'll grind. And, man, it's been fun with you guys today. I really appreciate you for joining in with me. And if you don't know, you can find me on Facebook. At Technisha Day, I'm on Snapchat TK Day Four, Twitter at Brightside with TK, Instagram T Day Sixty. I'm always on social media, keeping you positive, keeping you motivated. But before I leave you, I want to leave you with the truth for the day from my friend Mary Ellen. If you want to be young, act young. The easiest way to promote youth within yourself is to behave in a youthful, light-hearted manner. Too many times we, as adults, think we must adopt the attitude of sternness to promote maturity. A childlike mindset will help you to see the challenges in front of you in a new light. When you play, you remind yourself of the importance of fun, even in a responsible world of being an adult. Being reminded of and energetic. Today, become inspired to be lighthearted and imaginative. Enjoy the day, everyone, and remember this. Either your mind has to expand to match your goals, or your goals will shrink to match your mind. So let's go. Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com. 